Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on American Family Radio for this Tuesday. What is it? August 24th. So says my cell phone. Uh, And welcome to the program, everybody. Fred Jackson in studio with me. Yes, good morning. Chris Woodward. Good morning. And in Kansas City, Kansas, is our good friend, Dr. Ray Pritchard. Hey, Tim, how you doing? Doing well. Uh, Are you through traveling now for the summer? For the summer, yes, but two weeks from today, I'll be in Florida uh, teaching and then uh, up to New York. So this is just a short break, and then we hit the fall schedule. Gotcha. Everything going on, even with COVID? Yeah, so far, you know. Uh, we're uh, One thing we are doing, Tim, is we're, I'm waiting till the last second to make these plane reservations because you just don't know what's going to happen next month. But so far, so good. Yeah. Now, what uh, are you – Teaching, now what we're talking about, Ray travels around for those who listen to the program regularly, you know, uh, teaching at uh, teaching the Bible at uh, camps and so forth. Uh, what are you st- emphasizing one particular book this year? Or well, this, in, in September, I'll be at the Word of Life Bible Institute in Florida, then the next week in New York, doing the Book of Galatians for the students. So I'm generally the first teacher in both places, and they, they start on different weeks. So I do one week in Florida, then Another week up in New York. Gotcha. All right. Well, a lot to talk about today, as you might imagine. And uh, before we jump into the news of the day, uh, our good friends at Eight Days of Hope uh, uh, are responding to the flooding in the state of Tennessee. And Chandler Gurley, Director of Operations, joins us now. Chandler, good morning. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Are you operating out of the... Tupelo office or you're in Buffalo? I am. I am. I'm operating at the Tupelo office. Um, Chandler, tell us what Eight Days of Hope is doing in Tennessee and, and and tell those who don't know where this happened and the severity of it. Yes, sir. So Waverly, Tennessee flooded this past weekend. It was a flash flood. So um, that means that the water rose very, very quickly, not allowing the community enough time to respond to evacuate um, or to get to higher ground so with this particular storm um, this particular flood it rose 16 inches within two hours which is extremely fast and extremely fatal and for those of you that don't know um, right now that 21 lives have been lost due to the storm and there's still um, 30 plus people that they have not located um, so this area is grieving, it is hurting, it's a very small community where everyone knows everyone, much smaller than Tupelo, Mississippi, where we're, we're both headquartered out of. So we are um, thankful that we have hope. We are thankful that God has blessed us with faith that does not waver when suffering comes, and we want to bring that to this community. Uh, Eight Days of Hope responded this morning. We just left. Um, all of our trailers just left about 30 minutes ago, and we'll be serving um, for two weeks. Now, w- w- tell our listeners what you're, uh, what you would like 
to see for those who can come with you? Right. So we um, would love first your prayers. Um, your prayers are the most important. We serve a faithful God that um, answers prayers. And when we when we boldly pray for people that are hurting, we know he answers those. So we're, we're praying for salvation. We're praying for just comfort from the Holy Spirit to to really um, touch this community in ways that they uh, might not even realize. Um, and also we ask people to partner financially with us if they are not able to um, physically go and serve, um, to be able to, to have uh, ties to the community that we're serving. A great thing about A Day of Hope, and I know AFR has similar setup, is every dollar given for a disaster goes directly to that disaster. We have incredible national partners, AFA being one of them, um, that covers our overhead costs. So um, your money goes directly to those that are affected. So we we would greatly appreciate that. Thank you very much. And now are you looking for people to come now and help? Are you looking for your, I know your, uh, your emergency response team uh, has already, that's what you're talking about is en route. Uh, But uh, are you asking people to come now or, or just wait on word? later or what yes sir yes sir we would love people um to start making plans to come so our first day is going to be this coming thursday we um feed our volunteers uh, breakfast lunch and dinner we have housing for you as well so your only expense is getting to where we're going all the details for the event are on our website eightdaysofhope.com and we plan to be there until september 11th so a little over two weeks um, we'll be in this community just loving the families um, that have lost so much and helping them put their homes back together. So if you're available, have any vacation time, um, just feel like the the Lord is leading you to do something in this community. We're about three hours. Tupelo, Mississippi is about three hours from where we're going to be serving. Um, and if you're listening from other states and other areas, we would love to have you as well. Yeah, I'm looking. Waverly is probably uh, roughly halfway between Jackson and Nashville. Uh, Tennessee, yes. just north of I forty, probably looks to me like about fifteen, fifteen twenty miles. Uh, well, uh, so go to eightdaysofhope.com, eightdaysofhope.com, and all the information's there. You get it posted. Yes, sir, it's there. Okay. okay. Uh, and how much? How much? Do you know how much rain fell in what period of time? So we had our last report that we received from the EMA there in Waverly was eighteen inches in two hours. So that uh, that's is, imp- is that's impossible. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm, 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 I'm saying that uh, in a in a way that I, I'm yes, not questioning sir. what you're saying. Uh, I'm just saying that's I've, I've never I've heard ever heard of that in my whole life. Uh, you know, when you look at the pictures or or our listeners, when you when you look this storm up, it is it's incredible. We couldn't we could not imagine it as well. When we were driving home, we just got off a deployment to Cedar Rapids on Saturday. And when all this was happening this weekend, it was so fast and it was so dire that we were in amazement as well. And we see disasters on a daily basis. Um, It was one of the craziest flash floods and one of the most catastrophic flash floods that we've ever had in our country. Yeah. Well, listen, thank you so much, Chandler, uh, for the work of Eight Days of Hope. I know Steve Tiber, our good friend, couldn't be with us today. And he said Chandler would be a good one to have on to Get the word out, and we thank you for joining us. Yes, sir. Thank you all so much. God bless. You too. That's Chandler Gurley, Director of Operations. Ray, you ever heard of any such thing? 
Eight. How how many inches did she say? She fell said in? she said eighteen, 18. inches of rain in two hours. Yeah. Is that even possible? That's that's, a, that's like Noah's flood. It is. In fact, that's more than Noah's flood. That's incredible. Yeah, and it was a flash flood. I mean, it wasn't the kind of thing that was forecast twenty four hours earlier. Right. And it, it's one of those stories that unfortunately has almost been shoved aside because of Afghanistan going right. on. <clears throat> but I mean, uh, she's right. I I had heard twenty two lives lost at least, and she was just updating us. There's still many people. I'm I'm not sure the figure she used around fifteen, I'm not sure. or so unaccounted for. Uh, so that gives you a little bit of a measure of how serious this was. Okay, uh, Tennessee's probably similar to Mississippi in the sense that where we live, we get roughly fifty eight inches of rain a year mm-hmm. they got 18 inches in two hours two hours yeah. so uh that's just i don't know what i've never heard any i've never heard of anything like that before but anyway go to eight days of hope.com mm-hmm. you're listening to today's issues on american family radio but we're going to go right now to frank turek our brother is sion i'm from, here uh, how you doing frank I'm I'm fine, gentlemen. Hard to hard to hear what you just talked about. That's incredible. I know. You've heard of such? No. You know when when the hurricane came to North Carolina and particularly Wilmington, maybe three years ago, Wilmington got 41 inches of rain, but it was spread over a few days. 18 inches in two hours. Hard to believe. I know. All right, Frank. Uh, tell everybody about cross-examined. What we do is we present evidence that Christianity is true, normally through a book I wrote called I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist, a book I wrote with Dr. Norman Geiser. We go to colleges, high schools, churches. Of course, we have the I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist radio program here on the American Family Radio Network on Saturday mornings, 9 Central, 10 Eastern. And it's also, I think, Sunday Sunday afternoons, too, at 4 and 5 Central and Eastern. And uh, we try and present evidence that it's true. We try and cross-examine of course, ideas against Christianity, and sometimes we cover the issues of the day. Yeah, uh, let me fact, ask you this. What does the Taliban believe? Yeah, the Taliban believes in what is known as Sharia law, and some of the things they believe, in fact, most of the things they believe are directly contrary to the United States Constitution. For example, they don't believe in freedom of speech. They don't believe in freedom of religion. They don't believe in freedom of assembly. Uh, they don't believe in uh, the idea that uh, you can just go about your business without interference from the government. Um, they're going to take all those rights away from you. Uh, and I don't know about you, Tim. I haven't, tragically, I saw Muslims trying to escape the Taliban by holding on to an American C-17 leaving Kabul. Yeah. I've never seen anybody trying to get out of the United States holding on to a jet. Yeah. I mean... Mm-hmm. Very good point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, when we talk about beliefs, uh, Tim's question, do they also believe under Sharia law what we are seeing already there in Kabul, the way women are being treated? Uh, there are reports where they are looking for women starting at age 12 or 13 up through 40 mm-hmm. to be their slaves. I mean, is that actual part of their belief system? 
Yeah, I think it is, Fred. In fact, I'm looking at a New York Post article from last week. Taliban kill woman for not wearing burqa on same day they vow to honor women's rights. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's important for people to understand, I think, the kind of people that we're dealing with here and that Joe Biden, President Joe Biden, said he's negotiating with them. Yeah, well, to be fair, Trump negotiated with him, too, which right. was a mistake. Mm. Okay. We shouldn't be negotiating with these people at all. Uh, and uh, I, I, it's hard for me to believe that right now they're trying to say that um, they're not going to allow the Taliban. That is, they're not going to allow American forces to continue to evacuate people uh, on August 31st. Yeah. Well, sorry, we're going to have to do that. But if this wasn't botched from the beginning, we wouldn't have had to do that. They've known for over a year and a half the United States was going to get out of of Afghanistan. We couldn't have had a, a coordinated plan to get people out before that date. I mean, if you're going to surrender, at least surrender well. Get your people out and then say, okay, we're done. Goodbye. Yeah. I mean, I mean the ineptitude. It's, there's, there's two things going on here in my view, Fred. Either this administration is completely inept, completely immoral, or both. You don't leave people behind. What happened to no man left behind? I mean, I was in the military. I've got... I've got relatives, including two sons in the military right now. What happened to no man left behind? This is, well, this is yeah. absurd. Hey, Ray, go ahead. So, so, Frank, I want to ask you about what is the likely fate for Christians in Afghanistan? I mean, we know it's overwhelmingly Muslim, but there has been a growing Christian community there. What do they have to look forward to under Taliban rule? Yeah, I, I can only guess based on their beliefs that they're going to be persecuted they're going to be killed uh hopefully there will be an ability of some sort of underground church to operate but it's going to be very difficult as you know and for all the people by the way who are concerned about the lgbt community we all ought to be concerned about people not being killed but what about that community as well here we are people in the united states claiming that oh we we're for women's rights and we're for uh, gay rights and all these things and the very people who are saying those things are the same people who are trying to downplay the, the, the Taliban taking over. I want to ask you, too, uh, I don't know if you guys saw this the other day. I'm trying to type it in. Uh, it was a former CIA director. Oh, his name was um, Hayden. Hayden. Yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking about, Tim. Uh, <laughs> Go he, ahead. Yeah, he he made the comment that uh, Trump support. I'm paraphrasing now, basically – People who support President Trump represent America's Taliban. Mm-hmm. Well, well he, he, what he did was he, he, he retweeted someone who put their Taliban, a parade of the Taliban in Afghanistan, and a Trump parade side by side, and he basically said, we have our Taliban. Now, the ignorance of this man, who, by the way, headed the CIA or was way up in the CIA and NSA and is a military uh, general, or at, you know, he retired a few years ago, the ignorance of such a person to say that just goes to show you he has no idea what he's talking about. None. That a guy could be that way up the food chain in the CIA and the NSA and say something as ignorant as that. I mean, there are people in Afghanistan right now who are Muslims who would rather kill themselves than live under a Taliban law. They'd mm-hmm. rather grab onto a jet they know they're not going to survive than to live under Taliban law. And you have, and yet you have this retired four-star Air Force General Michael yep. Hayden, who served in the 
Clinton and Bush years, mm-hmm. basically say retweeting, folks, mm-hmm. if you missed this, I don't know, Adam, if you can put it on our Facebook page, Today's Issues Facebook page, uh, this retweet, uh, and, he, and he's showing the Taliban in uh, Afghanistan, and then he's showing a picture side-by-side, uh, side, if you will, of uh, a Trump rally parade with flags on the back of trucks and stuff and calling it our Taliban. This goes to our point we talked about here before, and this is why I know some people think we're exaggerating or being sensational, and we're not. There are a lot of people in this country who hate Christians, and they they equate Trump supporters with Christianity, um, and there are a lot of Christians who do support President Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they won't, if they could, This a fellow like this guy right here, if he could, he would put us in camps. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would uh, outlaw uh, Christianity or, or uh, put people like, uh, you know, who supported President Trump, he would say, you're disqualified for, from participating in society. I mean, this is how much hatred. What, what, where does this come from? Frank, where, where, does this, where, where does this kind of. Uh, it's satanic. He's blinded the minds of these people. I mean, it's all throughout the scriptures. And if you suppress the truth long enough about God, God's going to give you up to futile thinking, your own desires. Just read Romans 1. By the time you get to Romans 1, people have been suppressing the truth. Not only have a depraved mind, they're cheering people on who are doing evil. It's all in Romans 1. In fact, I was reading a proverb this morning that basically was saying the people who are doing such evil don't even understand anymore that they're doing evil. And so... We need to pray for people like this so somehow they would get enlightened of the truth here. I mean, to equate Trump supporters with the Taliban. Do you know anybody trying to so – there's anyone who would ever cling to a jet to get out of a Trump rally? Well, I don't know. We got 75 million people voted for President Trump. So this guy is saying there's 75 million Taliban uh, member going around, and I guess we're cutting people's heads off and – Oh, yeah, we and have public executions. Public That's what execution, Trump throwing, yeah, yeah. throwing gays and lesbians mm-hmm. off buildings. I mean, That's right. this yeah. is what this guy says we believe. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't but, it incredible? Go ahead. But it's more common than just Mr. Hayden here, <clears throat> because I believe under the Biden administration and even prior to that, I believe we've had an FBI that's been weaponized against conservative voters. Joe Biden comes in. He's president. And he instructs uh, the Secretary of Defense, uh, uh, start uh, looking at what people tweet about, that sort of thing. And they equate white supremacists with Christian, with mm-hmm. Christianity. Yes. And so the, the Pentagon officials now have been ordered to seek out those who might be looking at conservative websites and trying to paint those people as being an enemy of the state. Yeah. That's what's scary they're, about They're this. after us. They, that, I mean, what's the old saying? Just because uh, you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get you. <laughs> That's uh, right. That's right. Ray, uh, you know, the, these the, the, these folks on the side, 
a lot of them, not all of them, not all Democrats, not all liberals, not all progressives believe this way, but a significant percentage of them, if you re- if you listen to their rhetoric, uh, they they believe that that we we conservatives basically in this country should be disqualified from participating in society. Uh, hmm. That's saying it lightly. Ray, we you, go well, ahead and talk about well, that. Well, Tim. Part of the issue is, and we should just lay it out on the table, that this, 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 I guess the, the tweet that he put up with the pictures that Frank was talking about, uh, if we, if we understand correctly, this is, this is a revelation into the mind of people on the left side of the political spectrum. I know yes. it's not, it's not all of them, right. but I think it is the prevailing view among the left in the centers of power in our country. They don't just want to. Uh, get rid of us, they would wipe us out. They would use whatever force was necessary to get rid of us. They see us as the enemy, which is which is sort of a snapshot of how deeply divided our society is right now and why it's important for Christians not to be cowering under a rock. We might yeah. as well we might as well speak up, Tim, and say Amen. what we believe. Amen. Thank God for red states uh, yeah. right now. I'll tell you that right. If we, we didn't have any red states, uh the country would be completely lost and Christians would be, you know, we'd be on the run, so to speak. Uh, all right. Thank you, Frank. Uh, give your website. What's coming up this weekend? Yeah, well, we're the website's crossexamine.org, crossexamine with a D on the end of it, .org. This week we're going to have another program with Bill Federer. I don't know if you guys know Bill Federer. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're fans. Historian. Yeah. Well, last week we did a short history of tyranny. This week, we're going to talk about the Taliban, and we're going to go through, believe it or not, every single amendment to the United States Constitution and point out where that what the Taliban believes is exactly opposite to what the Constitution believes and, of course, what Christianity believes. Look, the only worldview that's going to protect human rights, human rights of everybody, it's, it's going to be the Christian worldview. The Muslim worldview is not going to do it, right? The Muslim worldview believes in Sharia law. Uh, the Hindu worldview isn't going to do it. They believe in a caste system already. The atheistic worldview isn't going to do it. They believe who's ever in power gets to impose their power on everybody else. The only worldview that's going to protect the rights of everyone is the Christian worldview. And these are the same people out there who are claiming, this this general you just mentioned, they're claiming that <laughs> the Christians are the American Taliban when the, when the Christians are the ones trying to protect everyone's rights. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Frank. Take care, my friend. God bless you guys. See you next okay. time. Yeah. So good buddy, Dr. Frank Turek. Chris, uh, get us started with the news. Well, I want to mention this uh, because it, it goes to show you, Frank had mentioned this administration is either inept, immoral, or both when it comes to Afghanistan. We could all share a different maybe adjective for our vice president, Kamala Harris. She is in the news for, among other things, um, saying that we should start uh, considering buying our Christmas presents now. I'm not making this up. She uh, was over in Asia where she's trying to do basically a representation of the administration over in Asia. And uh, she told a group in Singapore, uh, she warned that climate change and the pandemic have contributed to supply, supply chain issues and suggested parents should consider getting Christmas presents now. Here's what she said, quote, the stories that we are now hearing about the caution that if you want to have Christmas toys for your children, it might now be able, or it might now be the time to start buying them because the delay may be many, many months. The one positive out of this is the vice president of the United States, a Democrat, did use the word Christmas. 
She's she's in uh, Vietnam somewhere. Singapore? Yeah. Where is she? She Well, this in Both? particular case was Singapore, but yes, she so, does so, have Vietnam so, on so, the agenda. So she's over there, and she's talking about... <laughs> Climate change and supply chain issues. Not a word or much of anything on Afghanistan. Buy your Christmas presents now because the supply chain may go down. And climate change is a factor. My climate change is, has something to do with me buying Christmas presents? Supply chain and the supply chain is impacted by climate change and the pandemic. At this point, Chris, you're supposed to say I'm just the messenger. <laughs> I'll circle back. Oh my goodness. We're gonna reset the world and come back in three minutes. We'll see you back here then. The American Family Association's mission is to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. Our goal is to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation. Here's another of our core values. AFA upholds the truth that all human beings, including the unborn, are created in the image of God and are worthy of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Thank you for standing with us, and we thank you for your support. What would it be like if every person knew that they were created in the image of God? After two years in the making, American Family Studios proudly presents In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality. There are only two sexes, male or female. If you're conceived with a Y chromosome, you will develop into a male. In His Image is a documentary featuring life-changing testimonies of former LGBT individuals. In my most formative years of development of sexuality, I went through a brutal time of uh, sexual distortion, molestation. Visit InHisImage.movie to watch In His Image. Well, everybody, welcome to this unboxing video as we unbox my hormone blockers. In His Image from American Family Studios is available now for free viewing. Visit inhisimage.movie. You're made in the image of God. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Stern. Stand by for news and commentary next. As you plan your summer college visits, add Liberty University to the list. With many visiting options to choose from, you're sure to find the right one to fit your schedule. Spend a few hours exploring campus with our student-led team at Tour LU, dig deeper and learn more about life at Liberty during Experience LU, or take your next steps towards becoming a student at Decide LU. Learn more and register today by texting VISIT to 49596. Again, that's VISIT to 49596. See you this summer. The Hippocratic Oath is one of the oldest binding documents in world history, a promise doctors make to look after the sick and afflicted without prejudice, a bond between patient and physician that, for the most part, has gone unbroken until now. The other day in South Florida, 75 doctors walked off the job, leaving behind their patients and the oath they swore to God. The doctors were angry at having to treat unvaccinated Americans, blaming them for the rise in China virus cases. Let's be clear. They abandoned their patients. It was a gross violation of the Hippocratic Oath. Let's say there's a car accident and you were not wearing a seatbelt. Does that mean the ER doc is not going to repair your broken arm? Or what if a fat person suffers a heart attack? No bypass surgery for you, pal. Is that modern-day medicine to let patients get what they deserve? What about vowing to treat all patients no matter what their vaccination status is? I'm Todd Starnes. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. 
Through Him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. American Family Radio. This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim with Fred, Chris, and Ray. We thank you for listening. If you want to watch us on the internet, go to Facebook or YouTube and type in today's issues. We live video stream the show there. And we post the stories that we discuss on our Today's Issues Facebook page. We were talking just briefly there about uh, Vice President Kamala Harris traveling over in Singapore and Vietnam. Um, and uh, she made reference to the, that everybody needs to get their Christmas presents bought now because of the sp- supply chain issues. But by the way, there are supply chain issues. Oh, no doubt. Uh, with, in a lot of industries. So she is correct about that, but it's just, I don't know. Where did climate change get in? come in there? Well, and oddly enough, there there were stories uh, over the weekend. You guys may have seen this, but CBS News actually had a story out over the weekend saying it was how climate change contributed to the Taliban's comeback. I'm, I'm sorry? Chris, yes. What yeah. did you say? CBS News, well-respected, been around forever. And climate change is just a catch-all mm-hmm. for the liberals to blame anything, yes. any problem in the world. They say it's climate change, and meanwhile, mm-hmm. President Joe Biden mm-hmm. is asking the Saudis to pump more oil. Right. Well, and and Kamala Harris, who is worried to death about emissions, just flew in an airplane spewing emissions. Yeah, but they would to go they, save they, the world from climate yeah. change. Go ahead, Ray. What are your so, 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 Chris, are we saying then, or are, is somebody saying climate change helped the Taliban come back into power yes. in Afghanistan? Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. This I, was their headline. How, how climate that? change helped strengthen the Taliban. Okay. Basically, it okay. led to food shortages and other things, and that's why the Taliban were able to come back because they took advantage of weaknesses and uh, security My issues. My mom <laughs> did not like it when I used this expression. I got in trouble. I'm going to use it right now because it's appropriate. Three words I have for the lady vice president. Just shut up. <laughs> because that is stupid. It's it's not only stupid, it's stupid. As some stupid. people say. <laughs> it doesn't, well, it doesn't not a, even make sense. Well, not well. she wasn't. I guess I should say she wasn't the one that said the Taliban was in control because of China, climate change. Yeah. But she still blamed climate change for the supply chain. Yeah. Well, you know, and this is one example of many. Um, when Obama was in office and that JV team he dismissed called ISIS uh, took over and became a big Until problem. Until President uh, Trump uh, wiped out ISIS. Right. Uh, climate change was uh, blamed for their um, arrival on the scene, too. Okay. It, you know, it was because terrorists take advantage of things because well, of climate change. Right, but these people just believe they can say these things right. because no one will hold them accountable. Like, ask the question of the vice president. What do you mean? Connect the dots for me. Well, and yeah. two, she's still getting um, hammered, and I think rightly so, because when she was asked about Afghanistan by a reporter who yeah. was doing the reporter's job, she laughed. Yes. She has this thing where she laughs when put on the spot. Yes. 
Uh, let's talk. All right, let's move on. Okay. I've had enough Harris talk. Well, today. one of the people whose unfortunate job is to take up for people like Kamala Harris and Joe Biden is Jen Psaki. Um, the White House press secretary. The White House press secretary. Uh, she is in the news, and she's in the news for a lot of things. Uh, but in this particular example, uh, Jen Psaki, circle back as some people call her, uh, she dismissed the notion yesterday that Americans have been stranded in Afghanistan. And we know this based on an exchange between Jen Psaki and Fox News reporter Peter Ducey. I've got the audio, clip one. Does the president have a sense that most of the criticism is not of leaving Afghanistan, it's the way that he has ordered it to happen? by pulling the troops before getting these Americans who are now stranded. Does he have a sense of that? First of all, I think it's irresponsible to say Americans are stranded. They are not. We are committed to bringing Americans who want to come home home. We are in touch with them via phone, via text, via email, via any way that we can possibly reach Americans to get them home if they want to return home. There are no Americans stranded is the White House's official position on what's happening in Afghanistan. I'm just calling you out for saying that we are stranding Americans in Afghanistan. Do you notice what she did there? He challenged her, are you saying there's no one stranded? I And what she responded was, I just don't like you using the word stranded. I'm not going to deny that there are Americans stranded. I just don't like you using that word. I don't know. Let's listen to that, Fred. Are you sure she didn't say I'm not going to deny? Let's listen to that again. Listen to that again. Does maybe. the president have a sense that most of the criticism is not of leaving Afghanistan. It's the way that he has ordered it to happen by pulling the troops before getting these Americans who are now stranded. Does he have a sense of that? First of all, I think it's irresponsible to say Americans are stranded. They are not. We are committed to bringing Americans who want to come home home. We are in touch with them via phone, via text, via email, via any way that we can possibly reach Americans to get them home if they want to return home. There are no Americans stranded is the White House's official position on what's happening in Afghanistan. I'm just calling you out for saying that we are stranding Americans in Afghanistan. Okay. Well... Oh, she's a little touchy, isn't she, right now? Well, she did the trademark well, hair flip and the uh, cocked neck well, look at you with the death stare, well, you know, for those that have watched her a lot. What, what do you think she's months. trying to argue there, Ray? She's trying to say that if you want to leave, you're able to leave, except for the fact the Taliban controls everything outside the airport, and the only people making it to the airport are the people the Taliban walks through. So to me, the very definition of stranded is – I want to get out, and there is no safe way yes. for me to get out. That's what it means to be stranded, and that applies to thousands of our fellow citizens. Well, they are, they are stranded. Yeah, they, they are stranded. Right, right now, they may yet get out, mm -hmm. which we all hope and pray for, which would be wonderful. Absolutely. But but that doesn't mean they aren't right now. They aren't stranded by because they can't go where they need to go freely. Mm -hmm. So they're stranded. Right. If you've listened to this show for the last week and a half that Afghanistan has been the story in the right. world, uh, you will have heard the audio, the clips we've played of people like Haroon, the American citizen that's been stranded in Afghanistan. He's done phoners with Fox News, Fox and Friends. We've brought in the audio here. I actually have some audio as well. Uh, this is a woman named Fatima or Fatima, as some people pronounce it, uh, saying she is stranded in Afghanistan and she's pleading for help. Okay, that, that, before we play this, I think it's just the one where she's very distressed and emotional. Yes. Okay, before we do this, I want to warn people. What you're about to hear is upsetting, okay? 
and especially if you got children, um, this is a real woman. Mm-hmm. Her name is what? Fatima. She is in Afghanistan. She's an American. She's an American. She has called in to Fox News yesterday, right? I'm not sure when she what called they, in. What they, okay, well, in the last couple of days, she's called in to Fox News, and they let her go on the, uh, on, the, on the network. And here's what she had to say. We get more of uh, news to uh, stay put than to be told that you're going to be evacuated. This is not this is not comforting at all because we don't know if we're going to make it out. I really need our president to really, um, really consider this serious. We are in danger. We are in danger. Mr. President, please help us. Yeah, well, that, that was only part of her. It was, we cut that. We cut it down. So. Uh, it was much longer. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, if if you're not hearing the stress in her voice, if she, you know, she's she's feeling stranded. She says we're hearing more from the American authorities stay in place than we are come and try to get to the airport and we'll get you out. Right. Do you have any idea? We're just laymen here. I mean, we are. Uh, we do study the news more than most people because we have to to be on, you know, to be able to comment and talk intelligently. Although many people would argue, would say Tim and intelligently are not two words that go together. But anyway, why did Biden do this? This seems so avoidable. Yes, there would have been a lot of uh, bad things happening, chaos when we were try- had he, uh, you know, trying to leave an extra 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 what am i trying to say when you pull out extradite extradite extricate yourselves from a situation we all and i think people would have been obviously willing to forgive if it needed forgiveness president biden when if things uh, happened badly while he was trying to do the right thing in the in a reasonable logical way what people are having a, a problem with is you pull your military out first. What kind of who, – who does this? Like Frank said earlier, and that's why all this is falling apart for him, and it's a mess he created, and he and his uh, national security team. And I, for the life of me, I don't understand why he did it this way. If you listen to the president, the more he talks, the more confused he sounds. It's clear. They didn't have a plan. They didn't have a good plan. They didn't have – they didn't have contingency in place to handle this kind of situation. So, as you said, we pull out the military, we give them, we just give over, walk away from the big air base, Bagram Air Base, and the bad guys, the Taliban, they get a few billion dollars. I don't even think anybody knows how much supplies, weapons, and so on that we left behind that they just picked up. And we've said before, Tim, most Americans – Agree. It was time to leave Afghanistan. 20 years is enough. That's not a Republican or a conservative insight. I think the polls show over and over again it was time to leave, but not like this. This is just, this is at the doorstep of Joe Biden and his administration and no one else. And you probably heard in the early days in the last week President Biden blaming the Afghan army. He yeah. says they all fled. Mm hmm. There was a group of Republican uh, lawmakers who are all Army veterans. Some of them have served in Afghanistan. 
They had a news conference in Washington this morning. Boy, were they upset that Biden is blaming the Afghan army. They said, wait a minute. Is it any wonder the Afghani army fled? Number one, they saw the American military pulling out. And so the support... The overnight. Overnight. They didn't, they didn't even warn, they didn't even warn the... Uh, the Afghans. Or inform the Afghan army that they were leaving. They left that military base overnight. Yes. So they, they saw the Americans deserting them, the American military. And then he says, and, and these lawmakers are saying, don't forget, these military people in Afghanistan have family. They've got wives. They've got children. Mm-hmm. There's, they know what the Taliban is like. No wonder they fled. They wanted to get their families out before the Taliban takes over. Right. Also, they had no more air support. No. The U.S. was providing, and I don't know what the answer to this is. I don't know how the perfect way to pull out, uh, you know, at some point you got to quit giving them air support. So it was, that's a, that's a, uh, it's a difficult military response. Some people now have said in retrospect, what's, what's leaving 2,500 troops over there if it's going to keep the country from collapsing when we do that in right. Korea and uh, Germany. I'm just saying that's what some people say, mm-hmm. maybe even looking at this in hindsight, what's happened the last couple of weeks. But, but to pull your military out before you pull your civilians out is just insane. Mm-hmm. And that's, and then you get a mess like we got right now. But what, what The reason this did happen is that Biden and his generals – Miley, is that his, is that his yes. name, Chief Joint Chief Staff? Yeah, mm-hmm. Miley. And uh, what's uh, what's the uh, Austin Secretary of Defense? Austin. Secretary Austin. None of them believed that the Taliban would take over the country so quickly. That's what they said. We're talking a matter of days. And I guess what's scary to me is the the intelligence. Uh, on the ground and didn't know our, our intelligence is supposed to be the best in the world. I guess didn't know that this was likely to happen or, or maybe, maybe they did know they did tell the president, the president says, no, I don't care. I don't think that's going to happen. Let's go with it. Let's do it like this. Well, three weeks before the Taliban took over Kabul, they were taking over other provinces. Mm-hmm. We did news right. stories on this. We knew right. they were on the move. I don't know. They were executing soldiers uh, you should, then, you yeah. back in getting, June and July. You start getting Americans held hostage, being on TV internationally. Mm-hmm. Somebody gets, uh, you know, you're going to, uh, Biden will have to, he'll have to resign. Well, and let's do some audio here because I, these two clips do play into uh, what we've been talking about thus far. Uh, let's begin with this one, Adam. We've got former State Department coordinator for counterterrorism, Nathan Seals, or Sales. He was on Your World with Neil Cavuto saying, we need to get Americans out of Afghanistan as soon as possible. Clip four. We have up to 15,000 American citizens who are still in Afghanistan, and we cannot leave them behind. Um, so if it's necessary for us to extend the deadline beyond the August 31st uh, arbitrary deadline that the president has established, so be it. Uh, if we leave people behind, we're going to be seeing them in hostage videos that would make the Iran hostage crisis look like uh, child's play. 
Um, I'm sure that the Taliban are well aware of what the U.S. military is capable of doing to them. Uh, and I think we need to be messaging to them quietly, you don't really want to put us to the test while we're getting our people out. Now, let me match that with what Fred mentioned here a minute ago with these congressmen that uh, spoke to the press earlier this morning. Uh, this is Representative Michael Waltz of Florida. He said the Tehran hostage crisis pales in comparison to what this situation could turn into and went on to demand that President Biden take a tougher stance with the Taliban, as he likes to call it, Clip 12. Thousands of American citizens, and let me use this word, stranded in Afghanistan right now. We are on the cusp of the biggest mass hostage crisis this country has ever seen. This will make 1979 in Tehran look like a sleepover. We cannot abandon Americans. We never leave a fallen comrade. And if Joe Biden doesn't extend that deadline and tell the Taliban we are going to extend it or else, we're going to leave Americans behind 11 days before the 20th anniversary of September 11th. Are you kidding me? Is that what's really happening right down the street on Pennsylvania Avenue? Now, I was not alive during the Iran hostage crisis. I hadn't been born yet. Is that a fair comparison? I mean, is that hyperbole, do you think? You we, guys We had that. just over 200 that were held hostage in Tehran. They were held hostage there. Just over 200. We're now talking about thousands of Americans. Thousands. And I'm really, it really it starts to irritate when I hear these Pentagon spokesmen and and people for the president saying, we believe all Americans who want to get out will get out. Are you telling me <laughs> no, there it. are Americans that want to stay That's there? That's what Jen said, won't. That want, want to get to out. Leave. <laughs> and the Pentagon spokesman said the same thing again this morning. All that want well, to get out. want to get out. I don't, that's just bizarre language, as if there are Americans going, you know, honey, what do you think we need to do here? I don't know. Maybe we got a nice house. We can go back to the States or we can, uh, you know, hang out here with the Taliban. What do you think we need to do? What do you want to do? That's, that's the, I mean, that, that's kind of the, the way when you use the word Americans who want to get out. You know what? Uh, now, Chris, back to your point. This won't, I don't think this will be a situation where you have all these uh, Americans together in one place mm -hmm. in a hostage uh, like we had in a uh, hostage situation that like we had in Tehran with an Ayatollah Khomeini. But uh, if, all right, let, let me, let me tell people who don't know what's going on here. The, the town, the, the Taliban, it's, it's not the tal Taliban. Mm -hmm. It's, <laughs> that's, that's, he, what, that's how he pronounces it. That's what it. Biden calls them. The Taliban, like, like their circus act or something. It's the Taliban, they, Taliban, they said publicly yesterday that Americans must be out by August the 31st or face, quote, repercussions, end of quote. Is that correct, Fred? That is correct. And that was a public interview. That we, we have that. Oh, can we play that right now? Do you have that, it's, Adam? It's cut number three, Adam. Followed if by they extend it, that means they are extending occupation. While uh, there is no need uh, for, for that, I think that it will create mistrust bet between us. It will um, uh, provoke reaction. I think it's uh, very unlikely. It's hard for me to imagine all of that can be accomplished between now and the end of the month. I think the threat to the airport is very real. This would make uh, a very stop. attractive... Stop. Well, what he said was there, I don't think we heard him say it. he. 
the, the, the reporter said, Were you, are you for extending the deadline for Americans getting out, asking the Taliban leader? And he said no. Now, Ray, we have a situation where uh, what do you do now if you're Biden because is he going to let the Taliban dictate to him how long he has to get the Americans out of Afghanistan? Or is he going to say, you know what, uh, we we're we're ignoring that, and it, we're as long as it takes is what it is what it takes. What do you, you think know? Look, gonna- look, Tim, the the Taliban they're holding all the cards. If this is a card game, they're over there holding four aces in their hands, right? I mean, they've got they 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 now run the country. There's no legitimate opposition to them. They control the roads leading to the big airport. They've got weapons and stuff they got from us and i'm thinking to myself if if i'm a taliban leader i'm saying to myself i'm not going to kill any of these americans because that's just going to bring down the wrath of our country on them seems to me this is from the taliban's point of view i'm not speaking tim about america but from the other side they can get money they they can they can hold hold these thousands of people hostage and and, and hold out for what five, ten, fifteen. You mean do like billion. Obama did when he yeah, gave the Iranians yeah, all that billions yeah, of dollars? Yeah, yeah, that worked before. We get. You the remember same Obama group? gave pallets of cash. Pallets of cash. Remember the the plane? It's right. not like something out of a Mission Impossible movie. Right. But we had a plane fly from Germany, I think it was, or somewhere right. in Europe. With all that. Money. An unmarked plane that Obama <laughs> sent to to Iran. What with billion? Was it billions of dollars? It was. Uh, I'm looking it up right now from the Wall Street Journal. Obama administration secretly organized an airlift of four hundred million dollars worth of cash to Iran. Four hundred million dollars of cash that Obama right. sent to cash money Iran, and it was hush. It was. It was basically money to buy them off. Try right. to try to buy the Iranians off that Obama was trying to do, and yeah. that may be what yet yeah, Biden tries to do with the Taliban. Now the L.A. Times says 1.7 billion. So either way, we gave our money to a country that hates our guts. All right, hundreds of billions. Here, here's give me your thing. crystal ball prediction, Fred. What's well, going to happen here? Let's just go back to the hostage incident that okay. Chris mentioned a few moments ago. 1979, Jimmy Carter was president. Remember the disaster to Gwyn, uh, they tried to go in and rescue those, and all those helicopters yeah, yeah, crashed? Yeah. Here's how it ended. Ronald Reagan became president. Ronald Reagan had sent a, a message uh, to the terrorists holding those hostages. Uh, you let them go, or you're going to hear from me. And guess what? Ronald Reagan, January, uh, they're out of there. That's how it ended. Because... Those terrorists that were holding uh, the American citizens hostage knew that Ronald Reagan meant business. The Taliban is now in a situation where, from what they've seen, the response from Joe Biden so far, hey, we're going to do what we're going to do. Notice the Taliban leader there, the spokesman for the Taliban, used the word occupation. We're not going to allow the occupation to continue by August 31st. Well, if you want to look up the word quagmire <laughs> in the dictionary, you're going to see Joe yeah. Biden's squinting uh, bug there. 
All right, Chris, uh, we got three well, minutes. Let's do this because I thought it was a – again, we're in an age where you're starting to see stories and headlines and you think this is a Babylon Bee article or this is a satirical article trying to compete with the Babylon Bee. I just came across this. It is six minutes old. Breaking news. boop a doop a doo Whatever the sound effect may be. It won't be that on American Family News. <laughs> all right. Chris, uh, I don't think that was it. I think it was a Anyway. Effect. I think that right. was like a Saturday morning cartoon. Well, thank you very much. Okay, yeah. Chris and super okay, friends. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Uh, New York Post is reporting this, and this is the headline. Llama antibodies may neutralize COVID and help prevent infections. And they're attributing this to a lab trial. I said that a year ago. <laughs> I said that a year ago, and everybody laughed at me. Yes. Huh? I said llama. What did you say? Llama antibodies llama may neutralize antibodies COVID. Llama antibodies is the way out of this. And I was, people were like, I am retweeting it for those that follow me on the Twitter. Telling me I was on drugs and stuff. Like, well, get yourself who's, a llama. All right, who's laughing yeah. now? Huh? All right. So yes. We got a little llama. So we do have that. Hey, by the way, uh, on, a, on a more discouraging note, did you see where the Pfizer uh, CEO says that yes. a vaccine resistant variant is likely to emerge? Yes. There is now something that was making traction yesterday, COVID-22. Yeah. And it's going to be resistant to everything we have out there. I'm about to go full charismatic, guys. (laughs) I'm just simply not going to, you know, I'm not not going to receive that. I'm not going to receive this. I do not receive that. Right? I know you're Baptist, but it's time to go charismatic. I know. We're not going to receive We're not going to receive that. You know when I read that headline? You know what what I heard? Ka-ching, ka-ching. Yeah, yeah. For, yeah. For Pfizer. No, oh, now he's saying uh, his vaccine won't work, though. That's but the one that they, was approved. Ah, yesterday. so they oh, we need to create another one, right? A booster for your boosters. A booster for your booster, right? <laughs> we hey, we just need to start American llama. Family Llamas. No, right? Get and there we go. Talk about me. Talk about the llamas. <laughs> you were on top and of it, the, <laughs> save the drama for your llama. <laughs> you know what? I'm moving to Wyoming. I'm gonna raise alpacas. <laughs> And I'm leaving this world behind. That's right. Only problem with me and me and Wyoming in January means I die. Not, that's not, gonna, that's not so working. I'm going to die either way. That's right. Mighty cold. Get yourself a llama. Uh, I know, right? Right. All right. Uh, we will return in five minutes with more of today's issues. Stay with us.